like my opening that's my exciting thing but it is now eight o'clock so if you came for the updated stream thank you so much i appreciate you but welcome to sync a show where we talk about music and film and television and the people who put it there and why it's important and why it makes us feel so special and honestly i am so excited for the show i don't actually know if i saw this earlier like i feel stupid if i didn't but like i feel like i how do i say this like i feel like the idea for me or somebody else to put like do like one um i guess show per um episode sounds bizarre it seems like a very non-novel idea but yet like i've never thought about it or i've always dismissed the thought of it and i don't think it's really a horrible thing i think that's actually a really cool thing so for the summer for the next however many months i'm going to do one show per or movie depending um per uh stream which should be really exciting and it also means this is like laziness on my part but it also means that i can just talk from my heart instead of having to script things which sounds really bizarre but it 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 works for me i don't know i don't know it's something that i'm really passionate about personally like tv and film obviously if you know me at all like that really matters to me and i have watched so much television and i have watched so many things in my life that i am 100 percent totally on board with this idea and i think it'll bring a lot more life to the show so let's do it um this is my first stream i've ever done in my life where i did a fundraiser it took me like about three hours to try and figure out how to set it up because i am inept and can't download uh windows software which makes it apparently easier but i have figured it out and if it doesn't work that's great i should have a bot sending stuff out um every now and then sorry if you hear that rushing that's my computer we'll get started in a hot second um but yeah i really 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 want to emphasize that um donating is really important and i started to start the show back up again because i had some people asking if i could do it because it like was a nice place um but i didn't want to do that without like doing something because i think that um how, i don't know if we have this platform why not use it yay all right stream elements decided to start working my chat decided to start working if you are here and if anything is like messed up please let me know because at this point it is a high key disaster um yeah so wonderful great beautiful fantastic today we're talking about stranger things now the stranger things soundtrack is one of my favorite soundtracks in the entire world um i have two huge people to thank for this and um, we have to talk about as per usual and this is something i'm going to try and do in every episode both the score and the soundtrack so we have to talk about both the music supervisor and the sorry there's noise i'm at my house right now um not my apartment so exciting sorry i'm trying to make sure everybody has access to the show um yeah sorry the first five minutes of the show are always going to be kind of uncomfortable um which is partially my yeah partially my fault because um i'm I, once again inept but yeah hi oh my goodness thanks for being here okay yay my streamlabs thing is working 10 out of 10 we love to see it um yeah so i definitely want to talk about the composition and i also really want to talk about the um score or the soundtrack because the music so uh -huh, uh -huh. let's start with the score because i think that the score to stranger things is really interesting and it definitely captures that like 80s feel has a lot of synth involved in it um i'm trying to figure out how to play music on this i know youtube does royalties it's very confusing there's a lot of moral uh, ambiguity involved in it so stay tuned for that update i'll post it everywhere um, but right now i'm sticking to twitch just because i'm filled with fear um and i don't want to mess anything up so yeah so let's talk about the score for a second so the stranger theme that the stranger things theme um was composed to my knowledge um by kyle dixon and michael stein who are wonderful human beings okay sorry there are a bunch of people 
If you can hear me, please text in the chat because everything on my end is fine. But... Alright, if you can't hear me, let me know. Like, if the audio is trash. Like, if it's, um, doing something. I don't know what's going on. Everything is literally perfectly normal. Okay, Tanner can hear me. Um, okay. Brilliant. Wonderful. Thank you, guys. Um, uh, I'm trying to make sure everybody has access to everything. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, 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 I really. Um, okay, wonderful. So yeah, so those are the composers and they did an absolutely wonderful job. If you listen to the Stranger Things soundtrack, I guess, or score at all, you totally understand what, thank you. Um, you can totally understand why people are being sort of sorry there's like a weird thing happening with the links um i'm just gonna message the real links um so the second um link on this all right wonderful so the second link on that will allow you to donate i have no idea if my ticker is gonna work my little bar at the bottom but we'll see um yeah so uh, they definitely captured the synth aspect of the I guess, 80s, um, vibe, I guess, um, the whole Stranger Things aesthetic visually and even narratively is very 80s, um, like, uh, not horror, I guess, but definitely has that, like, classic 80s movie thing, so I was not around when, um, or when, uh, 80s, like, that genre was, like, culturally an icon, so I'm not entirely sure how that cultural impact um, occurred for people who were alive at the time, specifically who those movies specifically were um, marketed towards. But I definitely can say that Stranger Things has had a huge impact on culture today in its aesthetics. Um, I don't want to give it sole responsibility for bringing back 80s fashion and even 80s music, but there's a lot of impact that it's had in that. Um, and I think the score captures that perfectly, the kind of, like, retro, um, you know, that, like, uh, the sort of, like, uh, video game visualization, um, that a lot of, uh, like, old MTV graphics and that kind of thing, it, the music, like, sounds like those images, if that makes any sense, and the Stranger Things theme is iconic and can be instantly recognized even to people who have only seen, like, a little bit of the show. And I think that that is really, really special and important. And that is a mark of any, like, if a composer can compose something and you're like, yep, that's, like, that is that show. That is what that makes me feel. That is, like, something incredibly special. Like, that is an amazing talent to have. And if you can do that, then, like, good on you. Like, 10 out of 10. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm very, at this point... Um, I'm curious to see where that score goes because I think they've been using a lot of the same score within, um, seasons one through three. They definitely added more things as they went along, but they reuse a lot of the same themes from season one. Um, they definitely reuse a lot of, um, I guess, uh, how do I say this? They reuse a lot of, um... Uh, they have a lot of sound leitmotif, if that makes any sense. So leitmotif is basically um, using the same um, song or type of music, like not even just genre, but like uh, in terms of the way it's written or in terms of the um, key it's in for specific characters or specific um, scenes. I think that's what leitmotif is. Maybe not. Maybe I'm like, getting my terms mixed up. If not, that they do that very, very, very well. Um, a lot of people have heard like Eleven's theme without knowing it's Eleven's theme in like very pivotal aspects of the show. And something that Stranger Things does, which a lot of like, I guess, yay, we got a donation. Thank you so much for the $10. A, my ticker is working, fantastic. And B, thank you for the $10, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I think they do a wonderful, wonderful job of that. And again, a lot of shows do that in order to sort of put little 
hints at what might happen. Like if you know the themes of the characters and they're playing over specific scenes, you can potentially anticipate that that character is going to be important or that character is going to come back. Sorry. Um, but in that same vein, Stranger Things does that, in my opinion, really, really well because the characters on the show have developed so much as human beings. Like, the character arcs of so many people have been Like, think about Steve. Like, Steve's character arc has been wild, yet the music that plays both score and soundtrack around Steve has always stayed very true to his, like, personal character as opposed to, like, a projected image of what the audience wants us to see. Thank you for donating! I'm so happy! Oh my gosh! This is really, really special and important to me. Also, I have also donated to the Bail Project. I'm not gonna, like, put something out that I haven't already donated to, so, like, I appreciate this a lot. And I tried to do a lot of research about where to... Um, ask people to donate to, so I really believe in this organization, so thank you guys so much, this means so much. Um, but yeah, I am sort of thinking about the way that the score and the soundtrack interact. So, the soundtrack, the, bleh, the music supervisor for Stranger Things, her name is Nora Felder, she is unbelievable. First of all, let's just talk about something. So, in music supervision, there's like a specific type of thing. I'm, I'm not an expert. This is from my own knowledge. Um, okay, I don't know if this link is working. Uh, but um, if it wasn't working for some people, but if it isn't working, um, I can... I don't know if it's working or not. What is going on? Um, anyway, um, if it's not working, let me know. I'll send you a direct link. Um, but if... The whole, like, Nora Felder did a wonderful job because she got characters to be able to sing songs as well. So, like, that is a different aspect of music supervision than just getting the rights to play the songs. Um, but they got uh, Gaten Matazaro and the other actress's name, I don't remember, I'm so sorry. But they got them to be able to sing um, Never Ending Story, which is such a cool song and such an interesting choice for a song to have there. Because if we want to talk about that moment, it's in season three, so, like, spoiler alert, I guess, but, like, maybe not. Like, it was this very, very cute storyline between um, Dustin and this girl that he had, I guess, talked about at camp. And everybody thought that, like, the girl was fake. Thank you for donating! Ah! Sorry, I'm gonna, like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try not to interrupt, interrupt myself a lot, but it makes me so happy. Oh my gosh, I appreciate you guys. Um, but yeah, and I think that that storyline had been building up so much because... Even the audience was kind of led to believe, like, hey, maybe this isn't real. Like, his friends were making fun of him for it, saying it wasn't real. Yet, at this thing, they had this beautiful, beautiful, like, um, reunion, and they sang this song. And Never Ending Story is just, like, a very cute song. And it was sort of, like, in the midst of all of this, like, scary things, the scary things occurring, trying not to swear on stream. The scary things occurring in their lives like they could have this very childhood cute moment and almost of like naivete and innocence and i think the audience is asked to forget that they're children a lot like these kids do a lot of things that kids probably would not have the capacity to do and not in like a belittling way but just because of like resources available like how are they this tech savvy i have zero clue but like good on them like i honestly amazing but like this moment was so pivotal because it was like hi these are children these are like children who are doing this and they still need to have fun and they still need to be able to do things and like the moment where um 11 and sadie 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 sorry i haven't seen the show in like a couple of months which doesn't sound like a long time but i watch so much television anyway um but the scene where like 11 and sadie were like shopping like just these very small moments that are scored in such upbeat and fun ways remind you that they're children and i th i really truly believe that the music itself pushes that narrative in such a positive way and the way that the like that they use i guess upbeat 80s music which a lot of 80s music that is used in the show is upbeat. Like, that is literally the only, like, way that they can, like, most of, 
it, it, it's a very limited selection of music that the um, supervisors and the and the team have decided to put in, but the way that they use this upbeat music is really, really cool. So um, if we think about like a couple of songs that have been sort of motifs, um, uh, Every Breath You Take has been a song that's occurred a lot. Um, it's probably the least um, upbeat song that is in the... Um, is in the show. There are a couple of others that are not very upbeat, but like you have like 80s, the 80s vibe of the show is that kind of like, I don't want to say campy, but that very like, it, feel, it almost feels kind of rock and roll to me. And like the music that's put in there is very poppy, very like um, nostalgic almost. Again, I was not around when this um, was more of a cultural phenomenon in like, I guess real time. But the nostalgia of the music that is put in there helps motivate the nostalgia of the visuals and thus the nostalgia of the entire show in general. So um, let's just pull up some some songs that I want to talk about. Um, hmm. I love this for me because I can't run Spotify on my computer at the same time. Otherwise, Streamlabs crashes. Um, yeah, so of course you have... Um, Every Breath You Take. Of course you have um, The Clash, which is the song Should I Stay or Should I Go, which is the song between um, Jonathan and Will that they like, um, when Will is like trapped in the Upside Down, that he like um, uses to signal to Jonathan that he's still alive. I honestly might be messing up character's name right now. I would be so sorry if I actually kept on that. I will apologize profusely. But like you have Dolly Parton, you have like Whip It, you have Thriller, like you have these really iconic songs that are used so well in the show that it's not like it sticks out to be like, hi, this is a moment directly about this song. They work within the world in order to support everything else happening. So the nostalgia is almost subtle in that aspect because you get so immersed in the world that it's like, oh, I'm not thinking about the song because I'm already part of this world. And that song is just part of the world. Like it's part of this 80s life that we are living in this moment. So I don't know. I think that Huh? Okay, sorry. Just like glitched out. Cool. I love that. Um, but I think that the whole, oh, I love the music in the show so much. Can you not tell? Um, but I think that it's used very wisely and I think that specific tones are used really well in order to, um, I guess, uh, uh, promote and almost subvert specific stereotypes. So like, I want to talk about Steve. So a lot of the music that was played around Steve at the beginning was kind of like bad boy music, like kind of like rocky cool like almost like a lot of the same style of music was played and then as steve kind of got to be more complex like his music style that was played around him or that he as a character played himself changed so drastically that it was almost i guess it it, it helped mark that change and that evolution in his character in a very cool and special way and i also think that the I guess um, fight scenes that are set to music that isn't score are interesting because as I said before a lot of the music that's played and most of the music that's played is this sort of upbeat pop 80s like it's gonna be all right kind of like a lot of people like to call 80s music like just kind of like one hit wonders and like a lot of people rag on 80s music I can't agree with that mindset I'm sorry I love 80s music I have a big old 80s playlist that I can send in the chat if y'all want um, but it is a awesome genre of music to score fight scenes too, I guess. Like score is kind of a weird word, but like to support fight scenes and to edit fight scenes too. And there's a lot of beats, there's a lot of different rhythms occurring. There's a lot of like, in that as well, there's a lot of steadiness so you can cut to it really well. There's a really great fight scene, I think in season, I think it's in season one actually, where they are just completely and utterly, oh my God, I can't remember what the song was. I, this is why I wanna be able to play songs on stream so you can like visualize it in your head. Um, if you can do that, but it is a beautiful, beautiful thing to be able to utilize music in that way because, once again, it helps support the visuals so much that, and the aesthetic and the mood so much that almost without the music, like, it has a completely different tone in the way that the people, uh, that the viewers are supposed to even, I guess, um, I don't want to say 
um, understand or interpret the scene, but to, I guess, look at the scene and think, how am I allowed to immerse myself in this world? And with the music and with everything being very on time, it's easy and nothing takes you out of it. And especially if you're going, like, if you're able to cut, this is my 80s playlist, if you're able to cut the music with the scene, it's just, it's so compelling. Like, think about all these cool fight scenes that you've seen in your life, and whether it be to score or to soundtrack, like, the whole, whole notion of, um, I guess, uh, oh my god, how do I phrase this? The whole notion of being able to have a piece of music be a subtle foundation to that but also it's such a big like a uh, driving factor in its action and in its um ability to completely like enthrall you is so cool and so special and stranger stranger things does that so well like the scene with billy where he's like speeding really 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 fast with um sadie in the car and we kind of start to learn that he's like actually a very dangerous human being and isn't just putting on this like um facade really cool really special and even the music that's played in again really kind of light-hearted scenes like um where they're all playing together or like talking together and there's just really light music going on in the background and even like the music when people like characters are making out like that sort of like quote-unquote cheesy um like really sappy like uh dramatic um I guess 80s female pop, I don't know. It's just, it works so well. And the whole thing about Stranger Things is it subverts the stereotype of quote-unquote, sorry, I'm gonna lower my mic. It subverts the stereotype of cheesy 80s movies to say that there's actually a lot more underneath them that maybe A, we didn't catch the first time, or B, that it's just a genre that needs to be further explored. And I think the music in that like that that same notion tr like carries into the music choices so these are potentially a lot of one-hit wonders that were played at beach parties or played in the car or like kind of just like um as a background to other people's teen lives but at this point it becomes a a, a subsect of that um dissection of the genre because it's like hey the way that we're using these songs creates so much more depth to them that you maybe did not, like, see before. It has so much more life in it because of the way it's edited and the context it's put in and the people that it's meant to support and the scenery around it. Like, it really allows the show to subvert that genre even further. And it's really, really beautiful to watch. I love the soundtrack. Um, if you, like maybe you will notice on the Spotify playlist, like, so much of that is just copy-paste from a, the Stranger Things soundtrack, because, once again, it's very true to its time, and if we're going to talk about the 80s, and a lot of people do like to categorize the 80s as a time of one-hit wonders, sorry, I repeat myself a lot because people come and go, um, but yeah, uh, the notion of one-hit wonders as being very time-sensitive and being able to put you in that place um, I took a class last semester, and it specifically talked about this when we're going to talk about like, revisionist history, so this is a little bit out of context, um, but I think it's also important to note because a lot of um, systemic and social issues of the 80s were glossed over in Stranger Things for a really long time until they finally started to bring them to light in season three. Um, but I think revisionist history um, allows creators... Um, and filmmakers to gloss over aspects of life that were very um, normalized at the time if those creators don't take care in addressing the fact that those times were actually not as romantic as they want to portray them. So we can do a whole show about monsters and another world and like supernatural elements and that kind of thing but if we don't address the fact that the 80s was a really, really, really bad time for a lot of people, socially, financially, um, that kind of thing, like, systemically in general, like, look where we are right now, like, clearly, like, nothing about, like, everything perpetuates itself, obviously, um, if nothing is systemically changed. Like, the ability to put somebody in a moment with a one-hit wonder in that exact moment, in that exact year, 
like with a song that was super popular that year the ability to make that choice as opposed to being like because there's another train of thought which i don't think is like bad but i don't know like how it would have worked in the show just because it doesn't happen because um Nora Felder did such a good job at being able to like um make the show i guess as like period uh accurate as possible in terms of like living within this genre you could definitely take the route of like hey this song specifically is really great and i want to use it in the show maybe it came out two years earlier but wouldn't people still be listening to it right like if it works really well with the scene like why not put it in but that to me in my watching and re-watching and listening has not been the route that was taken it was sort of like yeah like maybe this song isn't perfect for this character or perfect for this conversation or whatever but this is the song that would be playing right now. If we're at this party, like, they're gonna be playing that song. Like, it, that is just gonna be the situation because that's what was popular. That was what was occurring. And I love that. I think that's so special because it almost forces the show to address those issues. It almost forces the show to look at itself and be like, this is not an opportunity to romanticize things. Now, that might be, like, a very, like, you might be thinking that that's a huge reach and a huge, um, a more like extrapolated connection. I don't personally think it is because I think that music is something that takes us back to periods of time and has associations that a lot, like not a lot of things have. I think if we're put in the same place as something else that like happened to us or that like we have memories associated with us, that can be very similar as well. But if we're gonna talk about music, I hear songs and I immediately get transported back to the way I felt about something, the way I um, uh, experienced something, the way I look at something, and the, even the person I was at the time. And the fact that there are songs in there that maybe aren't by the best people, like, and people sit and address the music that people are listening to, and people sit and, like, understand that, like, if we're gonna talk about Billy, a lot of the music he was listening to, which is awesome music, was the thing that fueled his, like, rage, and was the thing that, like, he blasted music in order to, like, get away from, like, other issues, but when he blasts this music, he gets, like, mad, and he's working out, and he's in his, like, kind of anger zone, and almost, like, very violent zone, so it allows the show to address specific aspects of culture, namely the music, that maybe were not so hot, and maybe contributed to a lot of issues, both within people individually, and within like society and um uh systemic uh issues as well and i i think that's really special um if we want to do some highlights of the stranger things soundtrack um my favorite moment in the entire world in stranger things and the music and this is like a joke is um is when uh nancy and steve which is already a huge yikes i've never liked that um make out to africa by toto now, for some reason, like, two years later, Africa by Toto became this huge meme. If somebody, like, knows the context of that, please let me know. I didn't anticipate talking about this on the show, um, so I didn't look it up, but, like, why did it become this meme? Like, I know Weezer put out a cover, but, like, why was that? That was definitely not the instigator of this. Like, I think they put out that cover because it became really culturally popular. But, like, again, why would they be making out to Africa by Toto in, like, real life? I would, no, this is maybe way too personal and, like, inappropriate, but I would never, never want to make out to some of you, like, with Africa by, uh, uh, with Africa by Toto playing in the background. That sounds unbelievably uncomfortable. Like, I would just not be into it. But maybe that would be the song that would be playing at the time. Maybe that would be the, like, it, maybe it's a cue, a character cue for one of them that they have, like, really bad taste in makeout music, which I believe it was Steve who put it on. I don't, think there's a visual but i think like there's like a there's a cue there's a visual cue at some point that he's the one that puts it on again steve is really bad at relationships and was at the time i think this is in season one and yes let me put on africa by toto to make out with my girlfriend now once again maybe that was not intentional maybe that was definitely just a choice about the song is popular at the time so like xyz but it also could be a character cue it can definitely be interpreted in any way possible i mean it also could have been in the script like let's be real that like there are a lot of script notes in tv and movies in general that like ask for specific songs um and so like maybe that was a script note but i just think that that's i would love to read that script and see why that song is there <laughs> because that is the weirdest choice i've ever heard in my entire life like i 
do not understand that ever. I think my second favorite music moment is, um, is, uh, uh, Never Ending Story. And they recorded Never Ending Story. Like, you can listen to it on Spotify. And it is so cute. And it makes me so happy. And I just really love it. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to take a moment and drink some water. Um, if you have any questions or comments, please type them in the chat. Because I really, really, really want to hear what you guys have to think. Um, I definitely need to, like, calm my voice down. Because I don't talk that often. Um, so I'm going to, like, drink some water. But please, 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 please. Put some comments in the chat. Put some in uh, questions in the chat. Um, if you have a favorite music moment, I'm going to keep going. Like, I have more to say. Um, but I need to take a hot break for a second. So give me one moment. Alright, we're back. Sorry. If I don't drink water, I, I start to sound like I am just truly losing it. And I want to let you know that I do not have the coronavirus. I got tested. We'd love to see it. Um, also, my sister graduated today, so please send good thoughts. Please um, tell her you love her if you have her contact information. If not, you can tell me and I'll tell her. But um, yeah, I I definitely want to talk with you guys about this if you have any input. So like, please put it in the chat. I'll discuss it and talk about it anytime. But yeah, I want to go through a couple of other songs that are on the um, the, uh, soundtrack specifically, because I think another thing this show does really well is it addresses a lot of different aspects of 80s, like, uh, uh, cultural niches, I guess, because if we have a, uh, uh, this is, takes place, <laughs> this takes place so far in the first half of the 80s, I think it's 82, 83, 84, thus far, I know we ended at 1984, yay, love to see it, um, but I think that, uh, if we're going to talk about different, uh, specifically, I guess, the first half of music coming out of the 70s, which is very focused on um, different, I guess, styles and aesthetics, and with uh, technology um, uh, innovation, you get all these one-hit wonders, and you get all these people um, who can talk about or, and create different genres and talk about different things and talk about aspects of their own personal life and things become a little bit more accessible. Now, obviously, if we're going to look at the industry, it still wasn't, like, the way it was today where people can literally make music on their computers, but, like, um, it's a lot, I guess, more accessible to make different types of music because of technological innovation. Is that a word? I don't know. Um, but, like, we have everything from the, the, the weird guy... Uh, whose name I have completely forgotten, who Nancy and, uh, and Jonathan go to, and that's when they, like, get romantically involved for the first time. His house, and, like, he's playing Billie Holiday, which I love it. One day I'll do a show on Billie Holiday. I love her so much. I know I've said this before, but, like, listen. We have everything from Billie Holiday to Barbara Streisand to, obviously, Olivia Newton-John. Ooh, when Olivia Newton-John's Twist of Fate plays, that is one of my favorite music moments, too. I also love that song, so Olivia, Olivia Newton-John forever. Um, but then we have, like, Huey Lewis in the News. We have Patsy Cline. We have, like, um, John Mellencamp. We have just the most bizarre collection of genres in the entire world. And if we look at 80s one-hit wonders, maybe a lot of them have a similar, like, um outcome for listeners like you get a same uh reaction emotional reaction um sense of i guess a feeling you get out of them but they have incredibly different stylistic cues they have incredibly different um i guess feelings about them and i think the show does a really good job of taking from every little tiny genre that is every individual one-hit wonder or iconic song and putting those um 
different elements to really good use and allowing them to shine in the moments that they're in. Um, I'm actually looking through the score a little bit right now too, and from what I remember, the score also does that really well. Like they, um, the composers uh, Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein do a really good job at utilizing all the different aspects of uh, new music technology of the 80s. Again, synth. Again, different types of beats. Different types of um, I want to say sound aesthetics. Does that make any sense at all? Um, that came with that era of um, growth and innovation that to to utilize different things and yes sometimes the score centered around specific characters oh donate to the bell project i don't know why it's doing different icons it's super weird maybe it's to avoid spamming um but um the characters don't always have the same sound to them but they definitely have a specific genre so like l has a lot of like higher note songs um but when Elle and Sadie are together, there's a lot of, like, kind of, uh, uh, I don't know what to call it besides girl pop. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Olivia and john plays and, like, um, that kind of thing plays. Uh, what? What do they play? Um, but then when Elle has her, like, um, uh, a little, uh, punk stint, like, that whole, uh, genre is really well utilized and it gets its moment to shine and it works really well. I mean, obviously, that would seem like an obvious choice to do, I guess, 80s punk with a punk moment. But there were a lot of directions they could go with that. And I think the specific songs that they've chosen that are really, really great. Um, the, eight, the the soundtrack to Stranger Things is so long, so I'm trying to figure out which ones went with which things. Um, but if we're going to talk about specific songs that were utilized really well, like if you think about Islands in the Stream, that song was used really well. And that song is... I, it's an iconic song um kenny rogers and dolly parton and the task of using really iconic songs in television i think specifically because there is a lot less time within an episode again let me just disclaimer once again because i just got some new viewers i am not an expert this is not like the way this is my personal opinion this is a place i want to be in i would love to work in this field this is like my I don't want to say my dream because I don't know if that's like a high expectation for myself, but this is something I really, 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 really want to do in my life. Um, so I try and sit and notice these things whenever I'm watching TV specifically, just because that's mostly what I digest as a viewer really well. Um, but also movies, because I think movies have a very different responsibility than television does, um, which we can talk about when we talk about a movie. Um, yeah, but I think that the task with using really, really iconic songs of a moment along with all the pros of it being like able to put you back in that space and able to um, utilize it, like world building in order to either contrast or uh, accentuate specific moments and specific beats and specific character traits and that kind of thing. Um, and it also almost allows you to put characters into archetypes like who would listen to XYZ type of music, especially once again, if you have an entire decade of one hit wonders, which again, I'm talking about this from a very stereotypical sort of worldview standpoint, because I don't want to diminish anything, but I also want to talk about it like maybe from a more, I guess, um, modern perspective. I don't know. I, feel free to call me out if you want. But it, the task of you just the task of using these songs, besides obviously like all the technical aspects behind being able to put them in the show, is that you have to both make sure it is not prominent enough so that the focus of the scene isn't on the song and it's on the scene, unless that is your intention. Um, like obviously, Never Running Story, iconic song, was supposed to be the focus of the scene because it, they were literally singing it, um, and every breath you take, focus of the scene is that it's used in. But if a song is supposed to be playing in the background, like Twist of Fate, that's a really iconic song. And it has to be there to support the characters instead of just having the song shine on its own. And when a lot of people know the lyrics to it and a lot of people can instantly recognize it, it's really easy for your attention to just go there. But if your attention is going there and off the... Like, you need to make sure that the scene has a level of importance that works with the song. So if you're going to put a really iconic song in a scene and that once again is the main focus of the scene you can't have a scene that's like this is the pivotal moment where all this information is revealed xyz and then have the editing and the even the volume and then the source um 
of the music in the show, like whether it's playing through a radio or somebody singing it or uh, whether you decide to make it just like a, a quote background unquote, like it's just kind of going over the scene, um, needs to um, work with the importance of the scene and work with the purpose of the scene in order to make sure that you're, I guess, keeping the focus where you want it to be and keeping the message the way um, you want it. Try, try and keep uh, the interpretation of the message true to your intentions. On the flip side, they are iconic songs. And I have seen a lot of media that has iconic songs in it where I'm like, that went to such a waste. You had this amazing song and yet you like played it in the background with no recognition and it was super low volume and it's like the characters didn't even notice the song and nothing was edited to be around the music. Um, nothing was uh, edited to highlight the song, um, even in specific moments. Um, I think if you're going to Again, just my opinion, I'm not, like, an expert, I'm not trying to be, like, an authoritative figure in this, but if you're going to sit and utilize a song like this, you need to do it justice, and obviously that can't pull focus from the intentions of the scene itself, but it is so <laughs> disappointing as a viewer, and I can't speak from as a supervisor with like the work that goes into an iconic song because I am not one. Um, so I don't know how people feel. If you know any music supervisors that want to watch the show, please let me know. Because um, I really, I think it'd be really cool to like talk to people about this. I don't know. Um, but I think it would be an incredible like frustration to have this beautiful song in there. And once again, Stranger Things. I think the whole soundtrack is iconic songs. Like, it's really, really, really hard to look at Stranger Things and be like, what song is that? Like, no, it's recognizable. Even if you don't know the name of the song, don't know the, the artist of the song, don't know when the song was released, have no idea, like, maybe the context of it, you can recognize that song because you've heard it before. Maybe in other media, maybe um, on the radio, maybe, like, you've just, like, been exposed to it randomly in a mall or in a, a I don't know, a hair salon. I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my mind. But... It is something that you have to, like, y y you're going to notice it. So you, I don't know. I'm really stuck on this for some reason. It's really important to me. Um, if you have a soundtrack that is entirely, um, how do I say this, um, specific uh, one-hit wonders and, and I uh, recognizable iconic songs, like, that's a huge task to handle. And... Once again, I don't know if these were written in scripts, how many of them were written in the script, how many of them were specifically requested, or if the entire soundtrack was intended to be with these iconic songs, which, again, I don't want to assume, but I kind of feel like it was, because I kind of feel like that is a huge uh, point that the soundtrack makes, that to put you in that space and to not make you question what the songs are like it's almost an automatic recognition like oh yeah like that's that song of course that would be playing um but that's a lot of effort and a lot of work and I really want to commend Nora Felder for that because I have so much respect for like an, a great soundtrack and she did a really good job so 10 out of 10 for that um but I want to say again that I love this show and I know season four was postponed. Um, I know that season four, there were a lot of questions raised at the end of season three about like whether or not people should continue watching. There's a lot of drama surrounding like um, uh, rights to like uh, intellectual property and like set experiences. Um, but I don't want to sit here and discount the fact that the soundtrack to the show is unbelievable. I can listen to the soundtrack all day, and that includes the score, like the score and the soundtrack. It, um, if you watch my, um, a lo-fi hip-hop beats to chill to breakdown, uh, show, which was an interesting show, I have no idea what happened there, but whatever, um, you can, there are very specific styles of music and genres of music and soundscapes that completely immerse you and put you in a mood and put you in a specific, um, almost drive you to do different things or ask you to, um, experience or feel different things or um, create a soundtrack to your own life and I think that the way that these songs are integrated into the lives of the characters allows you as a viewer to replicate that in your own life 
Like I can easily, easily, easily get in that headspace and get in that sort of, like, I don't want to say I associate all music, 80s music with Stranger Things now because I don't. Like I associate with very different aspects of my life. Um, but if you listen to the score specifically, but also the soundtrack, it can put you in the same vibes that the characters felt with those songs in that show, if you were thinking about it specifically on soundtrack, obviously. Um, but the, if I listen to the Stranger Things score, which I did a couple weeks ago, it puts me in such a, I can identify exactly, not what scene, but what was occurring narratively in the show at the time that it was first played, or where I've almost identified things that were not intended to be themes as specific people's themes. Like, this is played when this person is having this moment, or when this um, relationship has tension, or when there's tension between, uh, or conflict between, like, a worldview and a human being, and, like, when, like, when Joyce is trying to fight for her son, but nobody's believing her. Like, there's this very specific group of songs with a very specific sound that are in that, and the use of motif in this show is unbelievable it's so incredible and i am just really impressed with this um i'm gonna wrap this up soon it's been about 50 minutes but i know there are four people here i love you thank you for being here if you have any questions or comments or thoughts once again i really want to hear them i i realize i haven't been asking for people's thoughts um love you um before but that is like really why I do this show is because yes I want to talk about it yes it's something that literally zero people care about when I just bring it up in random conversations so I'm like really sorry if I've ever subjected you to that but that's why I create this platform but also I always want to hear people's opinions like I never ever ever think that my opinion is like the opinion I think that that is a very dangerous way to go through life so I am here trying to discuss things with people because I really 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 want to hear about your opinions and um i want you to believe in your opinions and like have them be heard and such so like um i don't pretend to be an expert and so i want to hear from other people because just like it or not every conversation we have changes the way that we think about things or solidifies it but like you know it, it, it's a toss-up <laughs> anyway um but yeah uh, thank you guys if you donated for donating it means a lot to me. I know I already said that. Um, I have not been as active on specifically Instagram and Facebook as I have on other social platforms about Black Lives Matter. Um, I've been to a protest. I plan on going to a protest tomorrow, although that is a very confusing situation for me. Um, I do a couple of other um, more underground, I guess, uh, support situations, but, and I've donated quite a bit and I don't want to like sit here and like spill my receipts because I think that that's just performative. Um, but I want to be able to, this is not going to die. Like, this can't end. This is not a, a Twitter trend or, like, a one-time thing or, like, I posted my little black square on Blackout Tuesday, so I'm good. Like, no. This is not that. And I have a lot of questions about the way people are handling this. Um, but it is time for the responsibility to be shared in my opinion, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just speak very carefully, because I don't want things to come out the wrong way, and I literally black out when I'm talking on the show, so, like, I'm so sorry, um, but basically, we can't let this go on anymore, um, we can't stop protesting, we can't stop talking, we can't stop not, we can't stop sharing resources, um, and trying to help each other, and lift people up who have been specifically black creators, and specifically black LGBTQ plus individuals, and specifically black trans women, who have been completely and utterly, like, like, systemically oppressed, both, like, with their platforms and abilities to, like, succeed in general, and I'm gonna shut up, but, like, it, it, don't stop, don't continue, don't believe that you can go back to silence right now. That's not, um, any, like, so much of cheesy media, and I'm gonna put this in the context of media because I feel like people might understand this, um, and this is something I started to notice a couple years ago, but so much of cheesy media is about, like, making sure your voice is heard, um, and making sure that you stand up for what you believe in, and that's a really good, um, message to be sending specifically in things like teen television, when so much of it is, like, so much of teen life is, like, no, your voice doesn't matter, you're not old enough, you don't have enough life experience, like, stop talking, um, and I'm really proud of a lot of people, 
specifically younger people younger than I am not like not following that and like making sure that their voices are heard but I think also if you are not like if you are like uh, I don't want to launch a little targeted statement but if you are like a white ally at a protest maybe don't be the one to try and provoke the COPS like maybe don't be that person like maybe this is the time for you to listen and then talk maybe this is a time for you to listen and then amplify the voices of people who have lived experiences and I am saying this because I know a lot of my audience is white um obviously not all of you like were aware of that but um this is not the time for us to shut up this is not the time and honestly it was never the time like this is something that like we need to continue to fight for so anyway go lift up your favorite um black creators go lift up all black creators go lift up like the people in your life continue to fight if you can please donate not i mean here if you want but anywhere that you feel passionate about um if you donated today i appreciate you so much um i love you i thank you for listening um i'm going to end the show for right now go watch stranger things go stream the soundtrack i'll send you a little spotify playlist right now if my spotify will even load um of the stranger things soundtrack just because it's a great listen uh, i sent my 80s soundtrack a little bit earlier um but or my 80s playlist um but i appreciate listening um next week i have a couple of options for what i'm doing um if you have any suggestions let me know i wanted to do something today not like i guess for my sister because she like didn't want me to do that but like this is a show that i watched with her and that we both really care about and to me it's really good it feels very summery even though like it initially came out like around like how i don't know why it feels very summery to me it just like does and so yeah um yes oh yay the last one went out okay uh stranger things soundtrack why is this not working but yeah um next week we're gonna talk about something else uh i'll decide on the theme at that time um but i yeah um thank you for watching uh when this loads i'll send it out and then i'll end the stream but um i definitely want to talk to you guys so if you want to talk after the show um feel free to instagram dm me or text me or whatever um you have accessible to you um this is a bizarre moment this is supposed to be a playlist don't even don't even try um no get out of here yeah it's it's like a 15 hour playlist from what i remember <laughs> oh my gosh people really are not out here updating their playlists disrespectful thank you so much i love you yeah it's 14 hours or 13 hours and 30 minutes so yay here's a stranger things playlist go stream um get in a little summer mood if you want um but remember don't stop don't stop fighting but also don't stop listening so I love you guys. I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. And thank you if you came um, late. That means a lot to me. We will be back at 6 slash 9 Eastern. 6 Pacific, 9 Eastern next week. So yay. Thank you guys so much. I love you and thank you for donating. I appreciate you. Have a good weekend and take care of yourselves and take care of the people around you. And I love you.